to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? The blackest dies. Oh, God. Come on! Welcome back to the Skewered Universe podcast. My name is Jeff. And I'm Leanne. And we're coming to you this week, and I realize, first off, I realize we haven't gotten you anything in a while. Keep calm. It's okay. We're here for you now. And this is a special occasion because it's Leanne's birthday month. It is her birthday month, so we celebrate in. That's the, the song that, that I made up. <laughs> and also the dance that you made up. Yeah, but they can't see that because this isn't video. <laughs> but if you saw it, ladies and gentlemen, eh, you'd, yeah, you'd be very aroused. Because I am a sexual creature. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like I said, we're here to celebrate Leanne's birthday month. I have to deal with this on a regular <laughs> basis. You know, uh, it's it's all the personalities in my head trying to fight for the spotlight. It's kind of like that movie Split, except I don't have the Beast as like the final guy controlling everything. It's just some other random fuck with random thoughts. Anyway... It is your birthday month, so we are here to celebrate you and everything you. So, you have handed me a nice little list here, and I'm trying to be quiet so it doesn't crinkle into the microphone, of just certain things that you like. Well, it turns out, because my job is very boring, so I listen to podcasts while I work, and while I'm listening to the podcast, I'll kind of scribble notes like, oh, yeah, I remember I like whatever show. Or, oh, yeah, I forgot that mm -hmm. I'm supposed to watch whatever movie. And then I just kind of condensed it into very nice this list. Well, this is, this is what I'm going to use for the episode. But real quick, before we jump into the main part of the show, you turned me on to a series that we'd been meaning to watch. You started it first. Uh, is this Breaking Bad? Yes. Okay. What are your thoughts on it so far? I like it. It's really good, right? It's really good. I mean, I wasn't, I don't know. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't what I was expecting, but it is what I was expecting, but it's hard to explain. No, I, I understand. It's like you expect some things, but then some things you're not like, I went in, I didn't go into it thinking, because you kind of 
gave me some notice like look it's not what you're expecting but it kind of is in some ways when i first heard about it i thought oh it's just about a guy who gets cancer and has no way to make money so he starts cooking and selling meth because he's a chemistry teacher okay sounds pretty wacky but i didn't watch it oh it's so much more than that yeah it's one of those shows that i happen to just kind of put on and i started watching it and I think, like, I was at, what, season two, episode four? Season three, episode four. Yeah. So I, I didn't even realize how far ahead I had gotten. I was like, you know what, Jeff? You you might want to watch this. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really good. And I have to say, I, I posted on Facebook that I was on the side of the Walter White character. <laughs> Um, I quickly realized the error of my putting that out there on social media because he's not a good person. No, not particularly. And honestly, anyone who hasn't seen the show, you're going to get that relatively quick. Within the first season, you're going to find out he's not a good guy. I think the only truly good person in the show so far is Walter Jr., his son. Like, the only person who isn't corrupted in any way by anything yeah yeah <laughs> i don't think there's anything else that we've we've checked out is there um there's stuff i've checked well i did watch i made you watch the other bowling girl oh that's right oh i don't think you've meant i don't think we've recorded since we watched that no i was watching it and <laughs> Because it's really good. And you were like, no, oh, this chick I used to work with, that's all she'd talk about. She'd watch it like five times a day and I'm, I'm just not going to watch it. it. Sounds like bullshit. And I was like, okay, well, how about this? I'm going to put it on and if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. You liked it. It's actually a really good movie. <laughs> Now, keep in mind the fact that I criticize somebody from watching for watching the same movie repeatedly is coming from the guy who has watched The Dark Knight so many goddamn times that I know all the beats in the movie, all the lines in the movie. I don't have to. <laughs> so the fact that I criticize somebody for doing that is pretty stupid. I realize it. But it was because at the time I thought, oh, it's one of those stupid girly dramas, other Boleyn girl. It's really not. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's about betrayal. It's a fucked up movie. It's fantastic. It's about betrayal and horny king who can't keep it in his fucking pants and fucks anything that gets near him, basically. And the acting is amazing. <sighs> I mean, Scarlett Johansson, Natalie Portman, Eric Bana... I'm forgetting who else. I don't think they were big names. I'm not going to go looking it up, but... Oh, but I can, because I have my letterboxed open, and it would show me the cast list if I go there. Because, yes, I added the other Bolin girl to my letterbox, showing that I watched it. Well, uh... Ba -ba 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 -ba. Oh, Mark Rylance, who played the father who was worthless because when the uncle would come in and be like, you're going to do this. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, it's my daughter and you're only her uncle, but I'll listen to you. Guy had no fucking balls. 
Oh, let's not forget Benedict Cumberbatch in an early role that I didn't realize. I never knew he was in this movie. And me and you, we took his character completely different ways. I took his character as he didn't want to do what they were telling him to do, but he had to because otherwise they might... Kill him. Yeah. Dispatch of him in a most horrific manner. I took it as he was completely spineless and he was doing it just to make his life better. And I can see that, but then there's a look later on when he's back that he gives when he's standing there like... It's almost a look of apology. There's a look of apology in his eyes. I took it as. Like, look, I'm sorry this is what happened. You know I had no other other way. There, I, I wouldn't have been able to stand up to these guys. They'd have had me killed and they'd have done whatever with you. I took it as, I'm sorry that this happened, but... Gosh, I really wanted to better my life. <laughs> sorry about that. I refuse to believe it because the man <laughs> is Dr. fucking Strange. <laughs> but no, that, that character, I... I think it's good that we both can take two different views on the character. I was trying to find the right word there. And yet we're not arguing. It's like, well, I saw it as this. I saw it as that. Overall, it was a good movie. We also watched, well, I watched Everything Must Go. You had me watch clips of it because you were like, you're... (laughs) You basically (laughs) were like, look, you're not going to want to sit through this whole thing, so I'm going to show you the good parts and give you the rundown of what the movie is. And I appreciate that because I don't think I would want to see. Yeah, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Not that I thought it was going to be, you know, a happy, cheerful, dorky, funny, silly, happy, whatever. But I also didn't expect it to just be about a guy who's an alcoholic who lives on his lawn. I didn't, I mean, there's more to it than that, but I thought, I thought it would be more than that, and that's not my, it's not my thing. Yeah, it, like, it had moments of humor, but I will say this, it's another movie where Will Ferrell gets to do some dramatic acting, and he shows that he can actually do it. He can, yeah, definitely. Is it interesting? Not particularly, but he... Comedy that we all know him for so well right after. Well, I did like him in that movie with him, or uh, it was him and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, what was that? I can't think of what it's um, called. Stranger Than Fiction? Yes. Yes. I Um, liked that movie. My brain wanted to say adaptation, and I'm like, no, that's a Nick Cage thing. But yeah, Stranger Than Fiction, which you had me watch that too, but that that was a long time ago. And then I also watched Dark Skies. Oh, you did watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, you told me that you watched that one. Don't worry, sorry. I'll cut that out. <laughs> it's okay, I don't care. Okay, we're leaving it in. Uh, yeah, I did watch it. I think you told me about that, and I forgot. And that was a while back, but you... Because um, I think it's J.K. Simmons was the guy that you said was like the expert they consulted... Regarding aliens or something like I that. I don't know actor names, so... Uh, J. Jonah Jameson from the, Spy- the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good movie. A-, a lot of people have their specific horror genres that they like. Like, you like slasher movies. Or, you know, some people like paranormal. 
for me, it's aliens. <laughs> I love, like, alien abduction movies. Yeah. They scare me. They're creepy. Yeah. And you had me watch um, Fire, Fire in, in the, the Sky. Sky. And it's fine <laughs> up until you get to that last <laughs> act of the film. And you're just like, Ugh! Ugh! Yeah. Yeah. You are definitely an alien abduction girl. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to to share with us that you've seen or... No, but sometimes you get to talking about YouTube channels that you like to watch, but I never really talk about the ones I like. Open mic. Go right ahead. Brandy TV. Oh my God. (laughs) She is so funny. So funny. She basically likes to eat edibles and then do makeup. But like crazy makeup. And things always go wrong. She's never fully prepared. It's hilarious. (laughs) She gets her husband Dan involved. It's hilarious. they, They have a funny dynamic. And by makeup she means... Tutorials for creating, like, oh, this is a Christmas tree makeup. Yeah, like she'll make herself into a Christmas tree. Or <laughs> the puppet from Saw. Yeah. Or Chucky from Child's Play. Things like this, and it never. I think there's maybe been one that kind of got close. I think one time she was a snow globe. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that channel. You showed me that, and I'm like, okay. This actually, we learned about that from Lee. Yes, our friend Lee. Yes, she turned us on to that, and you got into it more than I did. Yeah. Well, she's kind of a girly girl, and she's silly, and it's not really your type of thing. But I think it's hilarious. Uh, Another one is normal Bob Smith. Oh yes, guy from New York. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into detail about what he's about. Just if you like weirdos then you'll love him look it up go on the youtubes grab your keyboard type it in and check it out there's one called psyched substance where it's the guy Hmm. who tells you how to do drugs safely oh is this the guy that you showed me one time i believe yeah okay i didn't realize that was the name of the channel but yeah that was yeah that was very informative and interesting yeah He's he's very informative. He basically tells you about the drug, tells you how to test it to make sure it's what it's supposed to be, which is very important. And then he tries it and gives you like a clinical rundown of what he's experiencing. See, that's actually cool, because if anyone's trying is thinking about doing was it DMT or anything like that? They can at least go there and get the information. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Another one is Struthless. He is hmm. basically a... He's an artist, but he kind of does these like motivational type videos of how to get your creativity back or how to deal with being a recovering addict or how to deal with certain types of projects and he draws okay and i think he's a musician too i 
think you might have shown me that one too, but I'm not 100% certain. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Another one is Refuge from Narcissism. This guy uh, grew up with a narcissist mom, and so he's basically out to tell people about narcissists and helps you deal with them. And people sometimes will send him emails with audio recordings and he plays the audio recordings of these oh. narcissists, <laughs> which that's like a narcissist's worst nightmare is right. Like getting a recording yeah. of everything they're saying so you can prove that they're wrong. Yeah, that's fun. That sounds amazing. Uh, and then also Bailey Sarian. She does the makeup and like makeup and murders. Oh, like the true crime. Okay, I've I've heard I've overheard you listening to to that. Yeah, she she does her makeup, but then she tells you about. That's actually that's actually a kind of a different niche. Yeah. To follow, because if somebody likes both of those things, they'd be like, "Oh, there's a makeup tutorial, and I get a true crime murder story. Awesome." Yeah, I'm not oh, big into cool. makeup tutorials, but I like hearing her tell these stories. Yeah, I've noticed you don't really watch the video too much. You're more listening. Yeah. Because you'll be listening to it and playing a game on your Switch. Keeping your people alive through the, the apocalypse. <laughs> Which I'm still playing. <laughs> I started a new family today. Oh, yeah? <laughs> of course you did. Of course I did. Of course you did. Oh man, so I am. I'm not gonna go into too much detail because this is your birthday month, your birthday episode. So I'm just gonna touch briefly. Um, after the other Boleyn girl, I checked out Miami Connection, which is a martial arts action movie from the '80s, and it is ridiculous and cheesy, and I loved every goddamn minute of it. Then I saw the newest Terminator film, Terminator Dark Fate. Holy shit, that was a really good movie. Hmm. Another in the line of, hey, um, so you know all those sequels they made after Terminator 2? Yeah, just kind of forget that, and this goes right after 2. So in the same vein where the new Halloween movies are like, forget everything after the original, this is where we're going. Which really fucks up some of the timelines, because you're like, which timeline am I in here? But I don't mind it, because if it's done well, I'm like cool and terminator is one of those things it's like it's all about time travel and realities and altering history or the future and all that so fucking works brilliantly done and then i watched uh the other night i watched leatherface the texas chainsaw massacre 3 oh how was that fucking weird man <laughs> i mean it was fine okay let me say this it's better than texas chainsaw the next generation but it is nowhere near as good as the original Texas Chainsaw or Part 2. So it's like diminishing returns. It's like Part 1 is here and Part 2 is a close right behind it, maybe even equal. And then Part 3 kind of goes here and then you have Next Generation and then all these other... Yeah, it is... <laughs> but you know what? I had fun watching it good is it a mess of a movie pretty much 
but I had fun. So I'm willing to look past other things. If I can have fun with a movie that is obviously not that great, thumbs up from me. Plus, I did find it funny that the the guy who played one of the main characters who was trying to avoid Leatherface and his family was also the guy that played Tom in the 1990 remake of Night of the Living Dead. So I'm like, oh, in the same year, you were in two different movies that dealt with you having to get away from shit that could kill you. One, you got caught and your head bashed in with a hammer that was rigged up to a machine to drop down. That was Texas Chainsaw 3. And the other one, he shot a gas tank like a fucking moron and blew himself up. But anyway, that's what I've watched. I'm not going to go into too far detail. Decent. Only other thing I will touch on, if you want to support the show, head on over to our Patreon patreon.com slash skeweruniversepodcast where you can get some transmissions episodes transmissions we're gonna get some audio commentaries out there we're gonna do some other shit we're gonna load you down for your dollars you're gonna donate and we're gonna give you so much shit you're gonna be like dude I can't fucking carry it and I'm gonna be like look you got a car load it in the back and take it once again that's patreon.com slash skeweruniversepodcast donate today and help support the show Support the show. Support the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Drop them dollars, baby. We'll give you something real nice. <laughs> One other thing I want to touch on. Working on putting something together that's going to be very fun. Myself. Possibly four other guys. And that's all I'm going to say. Because I want to hold it back as a surprise. Well, I won't say who's on it, but we're going to talk about some wrestling motherfuckers. That's right. An episode dedicated all to Graps. But now, back to the Leanne episode. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, as I said in the beginning, you have given me this list of things you have written down. Of things you enjoy, things you need to watch. I did. So one thing I would like to ask you, what are your thoughts on Harpo Marx? <laughs> Sorry, I ate an edible earlier. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me right now. I love Harpo Marx. <laughs> he was great. Talented. Yeah, he actually played the harp. Beautifully, actually. He was a Libra. I did not know that. He was the quiet one. I did know that. Hilarious. I don't know what kind of comedy that falls under, but I like that comedy. (sighs) I don't know if you would consider it slapstick, because it's kind of him... I don't know. Yeah. I like it. It is funny. What you've shown me of that stuff is actually pretty funny. He's pretty hilarious. I kind of like the old-timey humor stuff. Like Red Skelton. Mm Mm-hmm. That's old, Uh, old school. (laughs) The the Three Stooges. I mean, how could you not love the Three Stooges? I grew up loving the Three Stooges. (laughs) If they were on, I would stop. You're like, what's on TV? Ah, oh, Three Stooges. 
I just watch it for however long it was on. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this. For the three... St- let me ask you this. For the Three Stooges, did you have a preferred lineup? Well, okay. So let's go let's go over the different characters, right? Cause I'm pretty high. So you gotta help me. There's Larry. Right. Mo. Mm-hmm. Curly. Curly. Then there's Shemp. Mm-hmm. Curly Joe. Okay, I'm not familiar with Curly Joe. And then there was, I believe there's one more. You know what? We're going to Google this live on air, ladies and gentlemen. We're doing this right now. Basically, I think we could have kept Shemp out of it. But I get that he needed to be a replacement at the time. But he's my least favorite. Yeah, I was never... It was always weird to me because I'm like, he looks almost exactly like Mo, but... Like he was a clone of Mo that didn't cook long enough. (laughs) Okay. So here we go. We had... Wow, they don't even have Mo listed on this. Is that IMDb? No, I just Googled and they give five. There's six members. There were six members altogether. So there was Larry, Mo, and Curly Howard... Then there was Shemp Howard, Curly Joe Dorita, and then Joe Besser. Okay. So I don't know, those last two guys there in the images, I don't know if you remember seeing them. Vaguely. Yeah. Vaguely. Me too. I'd watch those and I'm like, who are these guys? Where's Curly? I want Curly. Yeah. Okay, so I think we both are pretty much on the same page with our Three Stooges preferences, but I wanted to find out if you had a preferred lineup, because I know so many people are like... My favorite is Larry. (laughs) I have a crush on him. Oh, Larry. <laughs> it's always... Uh, he was... Always hijinks. <laughs> <laughs> Curly was I don't know what, and Larry... Larry was Larry. Always something going on. But just so funny. Yeah. So I think kind of along the list you wrote down... Carol Channing. I love Carol Channing. Oh my god. How can you not? (laughs) Especially in Alice in Wonderland. You saw that too? Jam tomorrow, jam yesterday, but never ever jam today. Oh my god. I thought I was one of the only kids that saw that growing up. (laughs) No, it was fucked. It was so fucked. <laughs> oh my god. It it screwed me up. The Jabberwocky and right. all that. It was horrifying. But yeah, I remember that and I was like, oh, Carol Channing. Okay. That was my first exposure to Carol Channing. <laughs> oh my god. I never knew you had seen that. Yeah. She was also on Red Skelton, too. That makes a lot of sense. So I think Red Skelton was also in that... That, uh... Why did I almost say Wizard of Oz? Alice in Wonderland. I have no idea. I refused to watch it as an adult. <laughs> I think I tried and I was more annoyed by like Scott Bayo showing up. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you're a jack off now. So many randos. Like, 
She, I can't even. You know, we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole. We'll save that for another time. So as I'm looking over the list here, I had to do it once. I had to do it once, just one time. Yeah, Carol Channing was great and funny and just like I don't know something about her was like it's kind of the same thing with Betty White. I want to say if she was a Capricorn. I don't know much about the birth signs, so that's that's your area of expertise. Yeah, I gotta look but, it up. Uh, <laughs> the same way you are with like movies and actors and producers and you know all that signs. stuff. For some reason, my brain retains celebrity zodiac signs. I'm gonna say she's either a Capricorn or an Aquarius. January thirty first, so she was an Aquarius. Hmm. And now I have part of that song stuck in my head. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> God damn it. And it's the ending sequence from the 40-year-old virgin where they're all singing it. Congrats. This is how my brain works, people. All right. So, in, in our Getting to Know You segment, as we're doing it here, I forgot to name it. I'm naming it now. It's the Getting to Know Leanne. Oh, God. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. My favorite director of all time. Isn't he amazing? He's so lovable. And he's brilliant. And he's passionate. Very passionate. He's a Libra. <laughs> he's great he is do you know the first movie of his you saw where you were like oh my god um the first no I'm too too high to remember the okay. title of it um, it's with the little boy. The Devil's Backbone. Yeah, but it was such a long time ago that I don't really remember what happens in it. We watched it maybe, I think, during the height of the pandemic or just before. Yeah, Because I, I had think, never seen it. I think I fell asleep. Yeah. Because I got you that Del Toro box set that is beautiful. You've gotten me books. Mm -hmm. You've gotten me an action figure. Yes, you have a Del Toro action figure. He came with a journal. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> and he's so he's he's so chubby and cute in his action figure form. Yeah. Can I tell you not to take away from this being about you? Oh Jesus. Can I tell you the first movie I watched where I was exposed to Guillermo del Toro? Please. Blade Two. Okay. I didn't know it at the time, but yeah, I really liked that movie. We went to the theater and watched it, and I was like, oh my god. And everybody's like, yeah, it was this guy, Guillermo del Toro, that directed it. I said, I have to look up everything he's done ever. And I couldn't get my hands on a lot of the older stuff, so I made sure, like, when Hellboy came out, watch Hellboy. You know, when other movies, when Pacific Rim came out, I gotta see Pacific Rim. That's right, now I'm looking at my poster that you got me of Pacific Rim, but that was my exposure with del Toro. The first movie I saw was Blade Two, and I was like, this is amazing. It's funny, it's gross, and there's things in jars, <laughs> and it had Ron Perlman. Yeah. What more could you want? 
I think there's very there's only a couple of movies Del Toro's done that don't have Ron Perlman. It's like his weird, gigantic muse. Yeah. But it works. It does. I mean, speaking of Ron Perlman, he was in a movie called City of Lost Children that I love. Yes. That is a good movie. Yeah. That is a really, really good movie. It's It's French. So, of course, it has subtitles, but it's really good. If you like darker movies and you don't mind subtitles, I highly recommend City of Lost Children. I'm actually glancing over at the poster we have on the wall on the side of the room here. Yeah. Behind our trash can. La Cité des Enfants Perdus. I know I said I probably butchered that, so if you're French, I don't care. Yeah, that movie is really good. Yeah. It's so dark, but honestly, it's no darker than the Grimm's fairy tales, I feel. So I think definitely it's kind of a children's movie. Well, it is about children. Yeah. There's nothing overly graphic. No. It's just a dark story. Yeah. It's no different than The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz is a fucked up story. And then I believe the same director did, was it The Cemetery Man? We're going to find out right now. I believe you're right, but I am going to double check that. City of Lost Children. And I can't type it correctly, so it gave me another... (laughs) That's how it works. It's like, Then Saudi of Lost Children... All right. It was directed by, if I can scroll down enough to find out, Marc Caro and Jean-Pierre Genet. That's the person. So I'm tapping his name. And... I don't want your pro app, IMDb. Shut the fuck up. I am not seeing Cemetery Man in here. He did direct uh, Alien Resurrection in 97, Amelie, and a movie from 1991 called Delicatessen. Um, I might be thinking about the actor that was in it, because I know he was in it. Um, He was in both. If I remember, I think Cemetery Man was one of the first movies you had me watch that you really liked. Yeah. Here we go. Francois. This guy. I think he was in both. Francois Haji Lazaro. I probably butchered that, but he's French. I don't know French. I'm actually going to find out right now for you. Anyway, I was just saying that because Cemetery Man was really good and I remember there was some kind of connection. I am looking... Yep, you're right. There he is. Billed as Killer. Mm-hmm. I think he was the... The guy that was helping the main... Wasn't he, like, part of the main dude's crew? 
don't want to say crew because then it sounds like it's some kind of gangster film. It's it's. Well, he was a bad guy. He was yeah. part of the bad guy crew. Yeah. A lot of bad people in that movie. Yeah. But then there's also some really good people. And an adorable baby. <laughs> and, like you said, Ron Perlman. Yeah, he was so, really good. How could you not love Ron Perlman in that? He's just a big sweetheart in that movie, trying to help. All he cares about is brother. Yep. Alright. So... I want to touch on a couple other things here that I thought were really interesting. Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal. Now, the reason I mentioned those both at the same time is for me, they kind of go hand in hand. I These grew up dark with fantasy. Both. It's so weird. Yeah. You would have thought I would have seen either one, but no. So the reason I loved it so much, because <laughs> they're basically both kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. And when I was a child, I liked fucked up things. And those were, you know, acceptable things to be fucked up about, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, both are very, very dark. One has David Bowie's crotch. The other has a Skeksis crumbling into <laughs> non-existence. <laughs> terrified me as a child I could see that be yeah I probably wouldn't have watched either of those films as a kid <laughs> as I told you I hit around the side of the TV when Gremlins was on mm-hmm. my parents rented it it got to the cocoon hatching scene and my six or seven year old ass went nope and scurried around the side of the TV and see when I was about so. that age I was totally into uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So you are definitely a Freddy girl. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I mean, I look around here, I can see there's a magnet of Freddy. You have action figures of Freddy, stuff that I've got you, stuff that you've already had. I have a book when we went to that one con, and I bought this guy wrote books in that realm. In that universe. Yeah. Yeah. And then you showed me the pro wrestling dream, that nightmare that happened in that book. <laughs> I was like, you got to read this. <laughs> it was appreciated. Yeah. Unless it was, oh, those are, those are kind of dark and scary, but yet I was allowed to watch Rambo and Chuck Norris movies with my dad, so I don't know. All right, so going down this list, there's, there's a lot of stuff on here. You you have a lot. You're a very interesting person. <laughs> okay. You have a lot of interests here. I also don't take compliments well, so thanks. I know. <laughs> Clash of the Titans. Yeah, that's a badass movie. You showed it to me, I think, last year or the year before. Oh, my God. Another one I didn't grow up with. Yeah, I totally grew up with it. Oh, what was the owl's name? I forgot. Boobo? Bebo? Boobo? Bleep bloop? Blop bloop? Pretty sure it's Boobo. I think you're right. You've seen it more than I have. (laughs) (laughs) 
checking it out right now. Owl and Clash of the Titans. Bubo, you're right. Hey, there's an image. He's so cute. The mechanical owl that won over everyone's hearts. I love owls. Owls are cool in general, and then you give this... I want to say this. You're able to imbue a stop-motion animated owl, as well as a practical on-set puppet with so much personality that you can't help but love that character. It's not done well outside of like certain things like Jim Henson and that, mm. but this movie, they nailed it. Yeah. Whoever did it nailed getting this character as like, this is the one everyone's going to love. Like, they're going to enjoy the story. They're going to like that Burgess Meredith is here, but Bubo's going to be the one they love. It's, I mean, for its time, I think it was really well done. I really liked it, and I was never... Growing up, I was never into, like, a lot of fantasy. Like, I watched He-Man, kind of fantasy. But I never watched a lot of those old Ray Harryhausen movies... So I never saw Clash of the Titans or, you know, Sinbad or any of that stuff. So I'm going in blind to this. And you blew my fucking mind with this movie. <laughs> this is this is so fun because I get to know a little bit more about... Even though we've been together for so long, there's certain things I didn't know. Like, I didn't know you grew up watching Labyrinth and Dark Crystal. Yeah. And, like, learning your preferred Three Stooges lineup. Yeah. This is all fascinating. Let's talk about something that I think both of us grew up with. I think both of us can say that we've traveled down a certain road and back again. Let's talk... Golden Girls. <laughs> it's a roundabout way of me getting there. I can see the look on your like, where are we going? I thought we were going to it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I want to talk... I want to get your thoughts on the Golden Girls. I love the Golden Girls. How could you not love them? And it's funny because I was listening to Strange Highways and mm -hmm. Paul was asking if, I think his name is Terry, he was asking him if he liked Golden Girls, like ironically or unironically. Because apparently some people like it ironically. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that douchebags. I don't get it. To me, it's just hilarious. I don't know how you could like that ironically. There's nothing bad about it. No. It's witty. The humor still stands up, because we've sat down and found it on cable and whatnot, and been like, let's watch Golden Girls. What the hell? It's wholesome, but racy. Yeah, yeah. It, it can get racy. Thanks, Blanche. <laughs> It's just, oh. I don't know. You you said everything that I would say. Yeah. Who is your favorite of the Golden Girls? Ma. I'm I'm right there in line with you. <laughs> <laughs> no one can compare. <laughs> Picture it, Sicily, 1922. <laughs> I love all the times that. Dorothy uh, literally is physically threatening her. Like, there's this one episode where she has a knife to her throat and she's like, not a, not a, this isn't a part of it, people. 
And I still, when I found out later on that she was actually the youngest of the cast. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, (laughs) that's so funny. And you know what? I just realized now all four of them are gone. Yeah. Betty White was the last one. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I just brought it down. (laughs) Usually it's me. Oh, I'm the Debbie Downer this time. Oh, that made my heart hurt. Yeah. I cried for hours. Wait, where's my heart? Oh, yeah, I don't have one. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. No, it's very, very sad. But at least the Golden Girls allows us to go back and laugh and love. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what I was going for. It was like... It's like I was trying to close out a full-on conversation about the Golden Girls. Like, this is our Golden Girls podcast. <laughs> Thank you for being a listener. Aww. <laughs> All right. Well, we're just we're just gonna go there. It. Cause you said it. Yeah. It. How could you not love it? How did you first... Did you read the book first, or did you see the miniseries first? I don't know. Hmm. Because I was pretty young. I remember reading the book, and I remember seeing the miniseries, but I don't remember which came first. The book was released first. The miniseries came out in 1990. I believe the book was actually released in the early 80s. Because my mom collected Stephen King books. So that was kind of my introduction to, to Stephen King. Nice. I remember my mom had, had borrowed it from the library. And the cover was creepy. Because you would see... Is it Stephen King? It. And it was a sewer... So it was like the sidewalk and then the sewer gutter, the grate, the paper boat, and then there was a hand, like a spider-like hand kind of thing coming out. And I was like, ooh, what is this? <laughs> so the book was released September 15th, 1986. It's actually funny. That's only four years before the miniseries adaptation hit. But you did, you did end up reading the book and also seeing the miniseries. As a child. As yeah. a child. Yep. Yeah, I could not watch the miniseries because of my phobia of clowns. And as a child, it was even worse. Yeah. Wasn't going to happen. So I watched it, a co- I think I watched it a couple years later, where I was like, yeah, I can do this now. <laughs> oh. Psyching yourself up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, before that, I was the kid staying up too late watching Day of the Dead and Nightmare on Elm Street films, and during the day, catching all the Friday the 13th, but I digress. Which of those two do you prefer more, the book or the miniseries? I prefer the book. Okay. Just because okay. the miniseries leaves so much... It can only put so much in... Right. ...for viewership reasons. <laughs> so, no. Go with the book. But, you know, 
be prepared for trigger warnings in it. Yeah, there's a lot of language that could be and offensive. child sex. I so. wasn't gonna go there, but yeah, there is the the child orgy. Yeah. I wouldn't really call it an orgy, but yeah, it's it more was, uh, sexual bonding. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime I read it, I try to hurry through that. I'm like, okay, here's that part. Get through, get through, get through. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Now, you've seen both of the theatrical adaptations of it, chapter one and chapter two. Yeah. Do you prefer those or the miniseries? I always prefer the miniseries. It's soothing for me. It's like if I can't think of anything to put on and maybe I want to go to sleep, I might put on it. Do you have Prince Albert in a can? Well, you better let him out. Ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. I always love that part in the library with Richie. I also prefer the miniseries. Not that it's about me, but I'm just chiming in here. I also prefer the miniseries over over the two movies. And that's not knocking those movies. They're good. They did a lot right, but they're still... You know, there's a few issues here and there, but... Other than that, I enjoy them. I still go back to them, but I'll go back to the miniseries before. Yeah. Are there other Stephen King movies or books that you like? as well as it that you know of not off the top of my head okay I've only seen movies I think you've seen The Shining yes would you be willing to read The Shining to see how it compares to the movie yes okay just a lot of times people go well I've seen the movie why would I need to read the book Oh, no, the books usually contain more because, and the reason I say that is because there are things that the book conveys, like thoughts a certain mm-hmm. character is having or feeling. It right. you can't convey that in a movie or show. Right. And I will tell you this. The Stephen King novel and the Stanley Kubrick adaptation of the fi- for the film go in completely different territories. So there are things that don't happen in the book that happen in the movie and vice versa. So just a heads up, you're going to be like, this doesn't go anything like the movie. I've heard some people say that and they're like, well, the book wasn't that good because it didn't follow the movie. It's like, well, the book came first. (laughs) And then Kubrick adapted it and made his own changes. It's typically what happens with an adaptation. Anyway, I'm getting off on a rant here. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so we've been going for about 52 minutes here. Let's. I want to ask you about one more thing here. Sure. We'll do one more. Okay. When did you get exposed to the Twilight Zone? And how how important is it to you? Um, my mom watched it when I was a kid. Okay. So it was always on in the background. Okay. That's basically it. 
So like comfort food. Sure. Do you have favorite episodes? Mm, I really like... <laughs> they don't like this episode on Strange... Uh, Strange, Strange Highways. It's the one with... Uh, I want to say her name is Carol Burnett. And she's visited by an angel. Yes, I've seen that one. I like that one a lot. <laughs> I think it's one of the more lighthearted episodes. It's not so... Like, a lot of them can get, like, dark or grim or you're just like, ugh. No matter what they do, they're still going to be in this shitty situation. Well, I think with with the Strange Highways, they were saying that it was done before. Because there was an episode literally exact same premise. Oh, And okay. they were like, this role is way too small for Carol Burnett. Huh. Okay. And see, I don't know anything about Carol Burnett's career at that time. So when I saw her, I was like, oh, it's Carol Burnett. Okay, let's see. She was funny. Mm-hmm. It was one of the more, like I said, it was one of the more funny episodes. But I digress. This is, you're supposed to be telling us, not me. <laughs> oh, my God. You can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> is there a do you do you know if there's a certain season of the Twilight Zone you prefer over others or is it all pretty much just give it give it all to me shoot it in my veins I want it now. Yeah. You nailed it. Okay. Have you seen any of the later versions of the Twilight Zone like the 80s redo no. or the 90s? No. I don't okay. think so. I don't think so. I saw the movie. Oh, the movie's fun. With the exception of the really dark aspect of it that looms over it any time I watch. <sighs> I'm not going to get into that, though. People know the story of the Twilight Zone movie. If not, Google it. I'm not going to recount the history here. Now, real quick, along with the Twilight Zone, you mentioned that there's a book that you've been wanting to read. That has to do with the Twilight Zone in a roundabout manner. Uh, I think it's called As I Knew Him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I believe, if I was, correct me if I'm wrong, it's written by Rod Serling's daughter? Yeah, I think so. An account of her life growing up with him and what he was like not in his Twilight Zone character. Yeah. Paul actually suggested it. Really? Yeah. Huh, okay. That's interesting, because like, all I knew of Rod Serling was, oh, he hosted The Twilight Zone, and then he had Night Gallery. I don't know anything else. Yeah. That's interesting. So that's definitely in my wish list. Well, let me say this. When you get a chance to read it, or start to read it if there's anything you want to share next time or well not next time but when you get a chance to get and start reading it if you want to talk about it on the show we can totally do that I also want to talk about the grim stories yes that too we will make sure that we have time cut out for the grim stories and if you want to talk about the Rod Serling book yeah yeah 
I think this has been kind of fun getting to know you. <laughs> I mean, not so much for me, although there's little things, but our listeners, they don't know a lot about you. Yeah. Shit, they know a lot about me because I'm posting all over the place. I love wrestling. I love this. Da, 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 da. Body slam. Meh, meh. They don't know a lot about you. They want to know about you. They need to know about you. Even my closest friends want to get to know me. <laughs> <laughs> And all, all I can imagine is they're like, I want to get to know you more. And you're like, yeah, don't you want it? Don't you want it? Don't you want it? And then I wonder why they cry and <laughs> run away. Oh, oh man. Well, this has been fun. I enjoyed this. This is our uh, little tribute to Leanne for her birthday episode. Do you want to say maybe how we met? Oh, do we want to go into that? We could. You messaged me on a dating website. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the dating website right off the top of my head. Plentyoffish.com. Plentyoffish.com. That's it. Okay. That was an interesting email to get. You're like, oh, hey, saw your picture. I want to talk. <laughs> is, that what I, is that what I did? Uh, something like that or you're like hey I think you're cute would you mind, Would you want to talk or something like that <laughs> I was like hey you're pretty cute too yeah we could totally chat sometime and then you were like call me call me call me I'm like I'm in the middle of making dinner call me <laughs> like, oh my god because I think we had a conversation via email going and then you're like just call me call me call I me don't now. like talking on the phone so the fact that I wanted to talk to you on the phone was a big deal, and the fact that I was giving you my phone number was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I'm usually the aggressor. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, I don't know what to do. It's just coming out too strong. I don't know how to take this. <laughs> but. However many years later. Here we are. Sitting behind a microphone, recording a podcast. Our first date, I got explosive diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun. That was good times. Yeah, I remember. And (laughs) then because I didn't know how to pick up on the subtle hints you were giving, I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to stop by the grocery store because I had to get some deodorant because I forgot to grab mine. And you're, like, dying. Like, Uh, yeah, I'm dying. we go... Yeah, I felt bad, though, because... As soon as we you... got back to the condo, I rushed right to the bathroom. Sorry, it... I'll be a minute. <laughs> and it was a while. It was yeah. a while. And yeah. I felt bad, because I'm like, oh, this is terrible. She's yeah. thinking she's making a horrible first impression. Yeah. I'm like, I understand. It's not her fault. It's the food. And then within the first couple of dates, I had a kidney stone. Yeah. And that you was on, spent the night with me in the ER. That was on New Year's Eve. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a night I'll never forget because I we were both well you were you were worried like what if it's this what if it's that and I go what side your appendix on <laughs> like a fucking idiot which made me freak the fuck out. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, you're not I don't helping. Know. <laughs> Then I remember we were in such a rush to get out of there and get you over to the ER 
Then I left the bowl of milk on the counter. And when we got back, you were like, did you leave this on the counter? I'm like, yeah, I figured it'd be fine. You're like, the cats can't have dairy. It's like, I didn't know. Like, it makes them violently sick. Yeah, that's been my experience. Yeah. Cats get diarrhea. Yeah, you're like, don't get diarrhea. I'm like, oh no. Oh no. Luckily, it didn't happen. As no. far to my knowledge, but... Yeah, we've had some interesting times. Yeah. Well, hopefully the listeners have enjoyed getting to know you as much as I have. Cool. Not to make it sappy or anything, but... Eh, you know. It's your it's your birthday month. I know. This is all about you. I'm 42 now. Yes. I feel really old. I felt really old at 32. Well, you win. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. No, I just feel like... Like, uh, 42? Ugh, fuck. Like, okay, it's all downhill from here now, right? (laughs) As fast as time is going, it's like, before we know it, it's like, Hey, welcome back. It's our six... We're both 65 now, and we're gonna talk about Friday the 13th. Jason is your little whippersnapper. We're such optimists. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't plan on this thing going that far. I don't even know if I'm going to make it to 65. Shit. Okay, that's a joke. I plan on living a long, happy life. All right. Anyway. Thank you, Leanne, for allowing us to get to know you. Thanks. Run this down and ask you questions and that. Super awkward. Yeah, I know, but you did well. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, you guys know where to find us. You can go on Facebook. You can go on Twitter. You can go on Instagram. You can suck my ass. Uh, that's actually something she wasn't supposed to say to you guys. That was for me, but... Um... <laughs> that was to everyone. Everyone, everyone can, can suck, can my suck ass. her ass. As well as, isn't there something else they should suck? A dick, I think. A bag, maybe? A, a bag? I mean, if you want to suck a bag of dicks. Suck a dick? Suck a dick? There we go. <laughs> so anyway, yes. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us there. Look for Skewered Universe. You can find us on Podbean. You can find us on Google, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Audible, whatever that them. is. All of them. Wherever you find your podcasts, we will be there. And we got the new logo and the refresh of the feed, so you'll see that. It's no longer just the plank, pale white box with a black skull. It's awesome. Don't forget Patreon. Yes, I was just getting to that. Don't forget you can go over to patreon.com slash Podcast and you can support the show. You can get more episodes just like this or more episodes where we talk about movies. Or like the one coming up where we're going to be talking about wrestling. And I've got several good guests coming on that show. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Head over there. You can get transmissions episodes. And I promise we're going to be putting more content up there very, very soon. But until then, stay safe. We love you. Thank you for listening. If you hate me, Hate me, I don't give a fuck. Keep enjoying that universe, that's just a bit. 
Skewered. Check out Skewered Universe podcast at the following links. Skeweredhead.com, Facebook.com slash groups slash Skewered Universe podcast, SkeweredUniverse.podbean.com, Twitter at SkeweredU, Instagram, Skewered underscore Universe. Email the show at SkeweredUniversePodcast at gmail.com, Patreon, Patreon.com slash podcast. Join our Patreon, go to Patreon.com slash podcast to get access to exclusive bonus content such as Skewered Universe transmissions and audio commentary tracks.